You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. down. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of The Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we are super excited to chat with someone we actually went to high school with. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen her since high school, except for we saw her yesterday, but you know, it's it's fine. Maybe college, but we keep up via social media. We've watched her grow through her life journey from becoming a doula to a mama. She's been killing it and she's just so fucking cool. We are so excited to tap into her story and learn more about her cannabis journey, her journey as a mom, and her journey as a doula. So guys, please welcome Tabor to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey. Hi, Tabor. <laughs> Thank so you for exciting. joining us today and just taking time. Tabor doesn't live here in Oklahoma currently, so she's in town. So we caught her while she was in Oklahoma. But before we begin, Tabor, tell us a little bit um, about your cannabis journey and where it first began. Okay. First began in, well, I guess senior year of high school is like the first time um, had friends who smoked. So, um, yeah, they brought me along on this journey. Um, and I like totally held off for a long time, like yeah. or for a little bit, like I was like, Oh my gosh, no, I can't. That do was that. me too. Yeah. So I get yeah. it. And, uh, then loved it. Then started dating someone who like, in a sense, I guess was against it, not for it. And so I stopped for a long, like multiple years. Um, it's still in high school. No, this would have been college like end of senior year and then first two years of college. Got yeah, the uh, freshman and sophomore college. So <clears throat> then we broke up and then um, my best friend Emily moved to Norman and then that's kind of when I started smoking regularly because okay. she always did. Yeah. And um, had access to it. Love that. Easy access Shout to out it. to Emily. I know, I know. <laughs> and Emily's killing it now, too. She's, um, yeah, had her own journey. So, and, um, yeah, and pretty much since, like, junior, senior year of college, I smoke, if not daily, like, probably five days a week, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. was there a point for you where it became more than just, like, getting high and, like, pivoted more towards like oh this is like healing me this is medicine this is herbal well yes okay that's been quite the journey because there was a time I'm trying to think um probably so I moved to Chicago in 2016 um August summer 2016 and it was a lot I'll say that like moving there yeah and Definitely for a while in Chicago, I did not, I would say, did not use weed appropriately in the sense, like, I almost used it more to numb myself than yeah. to really feel. Was yeah. it as intentional as you would yes, like for it to be? absolutely not. But it was there when you needed it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and so then, but really, probably since becoming a doula is when, so that would have been, like, 2018, mm-hmm. is really when it I dove into, like, how to uh, prop, like properly use it yeah. for myself. Yeah. And then plus I have a really good friend here, um, Emma Torres, and she is just kind of my guide, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and that, so 
in your journey. Yeah, that's cool. We will jump into all that journey here soon. But before that, do you have a preferred way that you you like to consume? Like I like dabs and joints, but like what's your go-to way or do you just double and Um, multiple? For sure, my go-to is just a little pipe like this. Yeah, a little OG pipe. Yes, OG Mm -hmm. pipe. Um, Yeah, always have that. And I have a pretty strong oral fixation. So really smoking. Okay. um, And I just, I've never (laughs) moved to Chicago, what, like two years before it was legal in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And then I moved out of Chicago a month before it was legal in Chicago. Oh no. You just like barely missed the mark. Yes. So I haven't fully had access to being able to explore. Like I've done dabs and I do like edibles. Um, Sometimes a few times I've been in Colorado and um, had some great edibles that Mm -hmm. I liked. And that was the first time I really dabbled or this. But yeah, so I just don't have the full access um, to really get to do that as much yeah, as I Yeah, I understand to. that. Yeah. yeah. You have to kind of be stable in one place where yeah. it is legal to be yeah. able to like fully indulge. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like been all over the place. Yeah. I feel like my didn't, my journey didn't become medicinal until it became legalized here and I got in the industry to where like I knew and, you know, even just like the legalization aspect of it, right. just because it was like Brandon said, stable. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's stable enough to explore versus like you're having to find somebody or, you know, all the things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And somewhat like regulated. I, you know, you know, yeah. you know right. what you're getting and stuff. Um, yes. It was going to be on the docket to be voted on um, medical marijuana in North Carolina. That's where I live um, this year. But it got pulled and a lot of people, I'm act, well, yeah, kind of active in this <coughs> group called We, I think it's We Go High NC. Okay. Trying to like influence the laws and whatnot. Cool. Um, yeah, Tabor. Really cool. No, I mean, I just like. I mean, yeah, still, you're I, I still like going to be a mover and shaker. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's the goal. But um, it was going to be the strictest uh, medical marijuana laws in the country. Really? Oh. So we're like actually okay that it got pulled. Yeah. Hopefully we, that can kind of be worked on. Yeah. It yes. obviously sucks at the same time, but. Yeah, I think overall it'll be good. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. We'll, we'll get there. Okay, yeah, for Moving sure. in the right direction. Yes. So what's something you like to do after you smoke? Something that just like puts you in the zone or just makes you like really happy? Um. Well, recently it's been just cleaning my house because I have an infant. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like you get in the zone. time or motivation to do that. Yeah, and yeah. then I like look around and I'm like, oh, I could pick this up. And it's kind of nice because I don't, realize that I'm doing it or like yeah. going in, mm-hmm. into it I'm like oh I'll pick this up and then this up and then it makes yeah. it easier yeah. to you like just kind of get in this flow yes. and you yes. just groove and you're like oh, yes. put on love, some love. Trevor Hall I don't know if you guys yes know Trevor Paper, I love Trevor <laughs> Hall yeah. music yeah. he yeah. like oh my gosh yeah. it's such a vibe yeah, yeah. he has a beautiful voice yeah I love that. That's like the perfect music for me to like get stuff done with. But I also love to like stretch and flow and get like really high and listen to him or be in nature while you listen to him. Okay. If you guys ever heard of him, you like a good vibe. Oh my gosh. He's awesome. Do that. So, okay. So Tabor, you have a family and a husband and a newborn. What's that dynamic like in your family? Like with cannabis? Like, are you open with that? Okay. Um, so yes. As far as with my husband, yeah, yeah. Um, he has never smoked weed a day in his life, yeah, and so I don't want to say too much because yeah. he's pretty private. Yes, totally respect really that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, he just grew up. We had the same upbringing in the fact that we're both white. We were raised in like 
middle-class families. Mm -hmm. Parents are still together, like tight family unit. But as far as um, kind of parenting and the relationships we have with our parents Mm -hmm. are completely different. Yeah, gotcha. And we can get into that in a minute as far as my side. But um, yeah, so he... The very first time we ever kissed, I was like, yo, I smoke a lot of weed. And he's <laughs> like, I need to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, yeah, I'm I not get doing it. this. Yeah. yeah. And um, he would start laughing. And I don't think he fully understood. And that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think he also fully understood or, to like my trauma and stuff at the time, too. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so it was like, did not care. Now, whenever... Uh, oh, but at the same time, like I said, he he did not care that I yeah. did. Um, That's cool. He, like, kind of had some questions. It was yeah. actually really he cute. He was curious. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cute. Um, and, and plus at the time, at that time, he worked in the oil field. So, mm-hmm. like, I first, you know, I know. You can't in the oil yeah, field anyways because yeah. they'll know, randomly drug test you. It, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I would never, ever pressure him or, like, want to. Right. Of course, I would yeah. like, want to do yes, that and yes. like, bond that way. But yeah. never, like, you know, you are your own person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, he, so in Chicago, when I was totally not using it appropriately, he mm-hmm. really, he was very worried about me. Um, and I think it kind of gave him a sour taste for it yeah. in the sense. And so it kind of took a while for him to be like as understanding about mm-hmm. me smoking. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a like point of contention for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got through that, and sometimes we still talk about it. Um, yeah, and so he, we, uh, yeah. Does he prefer? Does he drink alcohol? He does. Yeah, yes, he loves he gets to like balance yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He does. So um, yeah, it's not. He's not like a total stick of his ass. Yeah, no. Which, I mean, if he which, was, okay, whatever. honestly though, <laughs> I know. I know. Some people yeah, are, but he does totally have a great time. Well, that's okay. So here, here's my next question, but I will preface this with saying it's cool that he, he's open and he has had that sour taste, but then kind of come back around because Absolutely. we know people that mm-hmm. are in relationships that their significant others hate that they smoke. Or and they're they, like hiding it. And they have to hide it. And I'm like, and well, that that's weird. problems. Yes. That's weird. And I'm not, sometimes I, I felt like I needed to hide it from him and like, yeah. cause I didn't want it to be an issue. Yeah. And then that would just create more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so it's, you took it's the time to educate him. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's all a huge chunk of it is education. And, but also, in your on your husband's side, the willingness to accept the education Absolutely. and receive yeah. it, and then actually be like, okay, yeah. she's telling me this, I'm going to receive this, yeah. and Not then being just close. See off. how she changes after she's told me this, because yes. now she's in a better space. Absolutely, he still, especially for someone who, like, yeah, doesn't smoke and was raised not to like it. Um, yeah, he totally has an open mind and perspective, and um. Yeah, his ability to do that. I've actually said, like, kind of his ability to do that with and not be a cannabis user yes. blows my mind. Yeah, um, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this this is really cool. Yeah, he's really an awesome human. I'm not going to lie. I love that. Uh, shout out to your husband. Yeah, What's his absolutely. name? Absolutely, Kevin. Kevin. Shout out yeah. to Kevin. Um, if you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you're I don't real know one. if he's going to. We'll see. I sure <laughs> hope he does. I hope. 
Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Saab, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So you you say your husband has never smoked. What's that like when you're high and you're vibing? And he's on his own level, or he's not on any level. He's yeah. just chilling from your like from your perspective, your mind, your eyes, because that's so cool, and I love that dynamic. And it goes to show how unique everyone's relationship is, and not only with them, like with their significant others, but like with themselves and with cannabis. Yeah. So, like, what's it like from your perspective? So now I'm used to it. Definitely, when we very first started dating, um, I would feel a little awkward Mm -hmm. like yeah um but now um it's totally I guess I was just gonna say our normal I guess no yeah absolutely it's just like you just kind of groove and flow around him exactly yeah that's cool so I love that that's dope Tabor so Tabor in your own words tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do okay put yourself on a pedestal oh my god (laughs) um Okay, so actually that's kind of an um, interesting question that you asked that because I'm very much in transition right now trying to figure that out yes. because I have a five-month-old little okay. boy. Yes. And um, life changes. I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, typically the first thing I would absolutely say is I'm a doula because I love my birth work and I just am obsessed with it. I had an incredible experience Um and doula training, and then I was a doula in Chicago for a year for a group called um, Chicago Volunteer Doulas, and I just, yeah, very passionate about that work. Really cool. Yeah, um, and so since the pandemic, I'm trying to make this kind of summarize, but also since the, since the pandemic, I have not um, been to a birth. Um, I've done some, like, virtual doula work, Um also with people who we went to high school with. So that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm really proud of Edmund Memorial. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Bulldog. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, yeah, but, so that was happening. And then now that I'm a mom, I had a really, really hard pregnancy. Um, Physically, baby was totally fine. And um, definitely experienced some depression. And, like, still now, Mm -hmm. I went through postpartum depression. So, yeah, um, shout out to Zoloft now. Um, So I'm just in this, like, area of trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm definitely, I love, it's hard living away from my family. I'm definitely a family person. Um, Yeah, hopefully I'm, like, a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) So for those who are tuning in that are unfamiliar, what is a doula and what is the purpose of having one? Um, so doula, best way to put it is a birthing coach. And so I also say like, it's different than a midwife. If you've heard that term, Mm -hmm. I say midwives catch the baby, doulas catch the mom sort of. Okay. Um, So I offer 
where a doula offers non-clinical emotional and physical support is the official definition. And we are here so um, just to offer another set of hands during birth mm-hmm. because it's, it can be very chaotic and someone who can walk with you a little bit before birth as well. And then we show up to the birth um, in the hospital or at home, um, wherever you decide to labor. And we can just offer tips and tools to help you. Our goal is to lower the um, C-section rate in mm-hmm. America. It's almost at 30%. And uh, the World Health Organization believes that it should be at 10%. For wow. A, yeah. And um, also the maternal death rate for black women in America is the average, I believe, is four times um, as high if you were to be white and giving birth and your death rate or maternal um, wow. death rate. So, yeah. So we're also trying to lower that. Like in the state of New York, it's 11 times. As wow. To have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're, um, we're trying to lower that too. That's what um, the group in Chicago specifically is really working with, um, black and brown moms. Wow. That's beautiful. That is cool. So I love hearing what inspires people to take the path that they chose in life. What inspired you to want to become a doula and helping women navigate their birth journeys, Tabor? Okay, so I randomly found it in college. I think I was a sophomore in college and um, super like unhappy with everything in my life. I found it just through Google. Mm-hmm. I brought it to my parents and my dad was like, no, you need to finish college, get a degree. I don't care what it's in, but you need a college degree and like you need to go this route. And he was paying. So quite frankly, that's what I did. Yeah. And so I moved to Chicago and I was so miserable and my mom brought it up and she was like, what about doula work? Um, do you, you, know, you remember that? And we need to go that route, blah, blah, blah. So she actually that Christmas bought my plane ticket to training and then, yeah, made training happen. So it's kind of a... Um, yeah, a time to transition anyway. I was unhappy. And yeah, were you, mom, like, interested in, like, holistic ways, like, yeah. kind of, like, or did your mom just kind of know you liked doula stuff? Um, both, I okay. would say, yeah, yeah, because, and I definitely, um, I like to say that I am a fan of Western medicine. My mm-hmm. father is 81, and he would not be alive if he weren't for Western medicine. Yeah. Yes. However, I time think and that place for it. Yeah. There is a time and place for it. Yes. Exactly. I understand and respect um, that. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and I would definitely say that's how my mom is too. Yeah. So yeah. once again, yes, she knew me and like, and I, I did show interest. Like sh- she knew that I, um, had wanted this doula, um, profession before. So, yeah, uh, that's really cool. That's like, I feel like Everyone has gifts, but like yeah. being a doula is a gift yeah. and it's it really a special is. gift to have yeah. because yeah. not everybody has the gift to like navigate someone on a really intimate journey yes. yeah. of their personal life. I feel like I would trust you behind me, whispering in my ears. You have That's a very right. calming That's voice. That's absolutely it. Yeah. <laughs> Come you on, so Sarge, yes. you got this. <laughs> so what's what's the most moving thing about choosing the career path that you did? Um, is there a moment that you just revisit in your mind that like reminds you that like that that's why I chose to be a doula? Yes. Um there's a few, but um, I think just so well. Any stories or something? Say, yeah, sure, yeah. If you can. The very first birth I ever went to was actually pretty chaotic and traumatic. And I think so. I deal, my dad had several 
health issues growing up. And so um, I maybe it's not necessarily the healthiest way, but I'm pretty good at, okay, now I, I'm terrible at saying this word, compartmentalizing. compartmentalizing. Me too. Thank you. I'm great at it. Yes. So, um, and looking back, I'm like, okay, that's why that happened, I guess, because yeah. I'm the right doula for that because I was on call. So I, I hadn't met this um, person beforehand. And um, yeah, it ended up being um, very crazy. So, but my first doula client where I knew her, her before and everything mm-hmm. worked with her, um, her birth, so it was the first birth that I had ever seen, um, vaginal unmedicated birth. It was wow. incredible. It was mm. seriously life-changing. Wow. And just the love that her husband showed and um, it was just the most incredible wow, life-changing cool. moment to be a part of. Yeah. And yeah. Like, um, yeah, and like sometimes, not in a bad way, but like the my client will want to like see her husband, but want me. So far, I've only um, facilitated in um, a male female relationships. Okay, so, yeah, um, the terms I'll use, but they, um, but they want me like touching them or like physically close to them, mm-hmm. um, and like. I appreciate you saying that you believe that this is my calling too, because I feel that way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so like to be, cause I just think that's to, to for someone to want you physically close to them. Um, They're drawn towards, especially energy. during yeah. such a, like exactly. a transformative exactly. process in their life yes. and like or physically kind of, like, yeah, this is, I, I watch, this is a fun fact about Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I watch like a lot of natural birth videos yeah. on Instagram. Like I follow a lot of like, free wild birth accounts yeah. because I like send them to Saba she a does. lot. Like I'll send I, them I to like too. my sisters and like, yeah. I'm like, I don't care if this freaks you out. Like no, this is no. so cool. Like I'll, yeah. it is like, it is like the energy it sends through your body. Like just watching it, like the, the power of our body is and like crazy. what we are capable of doing and like to do it, like when women do it, like unmedicated and natural, like I am like, you are like this being a flight that's just yes. like it's insane but yes. it's so beautiful yeah yeah so um yeah so to get to experience that that's so crazy i would that would be that's crazy yeah. that's crazy that you do that it's dope yeah. i respect it so advice to new mamas that don't quite know like the direction they want to go with their birthing plan like as a doula do you have anything that you feel is important for every woman to know like regardless of how they choose to give birth mm-hmm hire a doula even I mean the because and I feel like so doulas can help with any type of birth it is not it does not have to be unmedicated um yeah so that's good to know yeah and there are and I would say if and the other part is I really wish um well there's like obviously two sides but that doulas were covered by insurance or some sort of like Mm -hmm. a plan for that because they are worth a lot and that's what they charge and that's totally fair, but that can be out of people's price range. Mm -hmm. So there are, especially in cities, um, like Chicago volunteer doulas, it was, it was, um, donation based. Okay. So people did not have to pay if they didn't want to Mm -hmm. or, or, or yeah, weren't able. And so, um, I think, you know, starting or finding something like that and just Google like 
Um, that's a safe thing to Google, I would say, yeah. but yeah. Google in your area. Um, and then of course, f- follow people on Instagram. There's free resources there too that can help guide you. And cause we don't know, we don't talk about it. So yeah. we really, a lot of time we don't know all of our options. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's for you. That's real. That is. So do you or have you had any experience with like can of moms yourself, like moms who have either consumed during pregnancy and or like during birth or both? Like what's your experience so with that? that um, during pregnancy, yes, not during birth. Um, and I did consume a few times during pregnancy um, and did not during birth. Um, it can't, so... Um, it does open up our blood vessels, like um, consuming cannabis. And um, so during birth, that can cause, like, we don't want extra blood yeah, <laughs> during birth. Yeah. We don't need it. Um, we need to heal as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I chose not to. And my, my birth was actually pretty fast. but So I didn't really have the chance anyway. Really? Yeah, but um, – because I was totally used like CBD lotions yeah, and stuff. I yeah. Had. And so, did you give natural birth? I did at okay. home. Yeah, okay. I had a home birth. Oh, um, that's cool, Tabor. Yeah. How, how long did Howie come out in? Um, so, well, it turns out that I was probably in labor a lot longer, than, but I just didn't realize it. Oh, okay. And so, um, really, from whenever I was like, Kevin, I'm having contractions to the time Howie was born, it was about five hours. Less than, wow, that's not that long. Six. It was really fast. Like, even wow. my midwives were that's like... That's a blessing, Tabor. I know, I it really is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so girl. we didn't have time. I, we had thought I was going to do it in, the, in a birth pool, so yeah. in water, and we didn't have time to set that up because mm. my midwives got there an hour before he came. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, because none of us believed that I was that far along because typically yeah. uh, first-time birthing people take... A long time. So yeah. I was gearing up for a marathon, not a sprint. And I had a sprint. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. I mean, your body did what it needed to do. Yeah. And how he was like, get me out of he here. He was. He was. And I had been talking to him. He he was a good listener that day. I was done. He was done. a good listener that yeah, day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, but anyway, back to the original. So, yeah. Um, can of moms. I, so I, I don't, one client, I think she, did, but um, didn't tell me and like, okay. you know, just didn't yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe she didn't feel comfortable yeah. telling you yeah. that. Yeah, which is totally fine. Um, and then one, yes, so the story, um, she, so actually her baby was born on my birthday. Like oh, I was wow. at her, the birthday. What? That, oh, yes. that's cool. Yeah, so, and um, so, yeah, they... Um, I'm going to say that they, yeah, shared with me one time. So that was really oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is cool, especially yeah. on your birthday. Yeah. yeah and to yeah. be doing what you love on your birthday. Oh, gosh, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to podcast on my birthday this year. That was pretty okay. dope. Yeah. 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 It was cool. It's special. cool to be able to do what you it love is. on your birthday. Right. Yeah. As we get older, I guess that's a great birthday present. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So have you seen, and this can go with yourself personally, did you find there was any benefits to, uh, well, Actually, hold on. Look at this. Okay, no, hold on. That was my bad. Okay, so let's flip the script a little, Tabor. You just recently had a baby. Can you tell us what that was like for you? Everyone has such a unique experience of their own, and we know a little bit about your journey, but would love for anyone else listening to as well. Like, can you share more in depth, like, what's that been like for you? Yeah. So, um, 
do you want like a birth story or preg- or pregnancy or um just like postpartum? yeah I guess just a mix of all of that okay, yeah, okay, yeah yeah whatever so, you'd like to share okay thanks. um so I had a yeah really hard pregnancy I had something called hypermesis gravidarum and I about three percent of pregnancies have it and I vomited multiple times a day for a week, like the whole pregnancy for oh, about no. um, oh, 40 weeks. Goodness. It was crazy. I guess maybe like 37 weeks if you don't wow. do the first three weeks. But um, yeah, I had to go get fluids, like IV fluids um, a few times at the hospital and stuff. It was really crazy. And so um, I did absolutely use cannabis sometimes um, since it's illegal in North Carolina. Unfortunately, um, this is not solely why I did a home birth, but they automatically test to see if the baby tests positive for anything. Um, THC. Yeah. yeah, anything. And if the baby tests positive for THC, then a social worker comes, They and they'll come to your house, a surprise visit. They meet you in the hospital, and then they, they're like, okay, sometime in the next month we'll come for a surprise visit. And then they see, they look at your, you know, assess your area, mm-hmm. and then they would see that we are totally safe and fine and then they nothing would happen. However, um, that did not at all sit well with my husband, which is okay. Like, I obviously don't like yes. the possibility of CPS coming into my house yeah, or my baby when yeah. I'm Yeah, just like invading. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, I didn't use cannabis like the last month, maybe even like five weeks. Like, I didn't use that at all um, with pregnancy, and it was pretty mm-hmm. hard. Um, I did use CBD, like, once or twice, then smoke some CBD, but, um, yeah, so, and it was it was hard, but, and, and that was just in case something happened, and we did have to go to the yeah. mm-hmm. hospital, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, um, but everything worked so out. So having the fine. baby at home was kind of, like, a, another yeah. reason to yeah, be like, yeah. well. And, and I just... For me, since I knew everything was safe, I felt more comfortable having the baby at home yeah. than in the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot of birth trauma because mm-hmm. of the hospital, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah, that was the yeah. real reason. But that was a, a positive. You know, I just didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So you consumed throughout your pregnancy. And I feel like pregnancy is often glamorized. And oh, my gosh. It's it's a beautiful thing, yes. But I, I know a few women that have had very hard, hard pregnancies and it was actually quite the complete opposite. They were just ready for their baby to be out because it was not a fun, enjoyable experience. So how did cannabis, in your opinion, and in, from your experience, heal you from almost like somewhat curving that journey to try and be a beautiful one versus yeah. just like, I need this baby out of me? Yes, yes. It absolutely, those times were a time I could somewhat connect because I was so physically ill I did could not like connect with my body in any mm-hmm. way um which you know as women you know like that just holds a whole nother weight and yeah society. like so, if you're pregnant yeah. with a ton of stress on your body like that's yeah. not good either right mm-hmm. right yeah so um yeah that was pretty much the only time and that I could connect and feel at home and like yeah. start to kind of process because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah pretty much I compartmentalized my pregnancy and did not yeah. process it uh-huh. until about a month ago when I had oh, like wow. my postpartum breakdown yeah with my therapist yeah. so okay because I was like I just did not realize how depressed I was mm-hmm. and I'm sure some of that had to do with how sick I was and that I wasn't yeah. like regularly as much using cannabis so um, it's like sort of like a survival mode you were yes, almost yeah. exactly kind yeah. of were like autopilot yep. like blocking everything mm-hmm. else yeah. out so that's yeah. how I spent like 20 
2021, the year 2021. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. And then, but my birth was just so magical and you for sure kind of get a, my I, my husband had it too. This just natural adrenaline, oxytocin mm-hmm. high was crazy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I didn't smoke or consume cannabis for, gosh, maybe three weeks to a month. Yeah, um, after postpartum, and I just yeah didn't really even think about it to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, the first time because there's in so years, much going on. That too. Yeah, you don't and even you're like, sleep deprived, and it's yeah. Just, yeah, you're just like go go go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. just trying to trying to again survive it kind of yeah. a different way. But um, yeah, and. But now, um, yeah, back to, I am breastfeeding. Um, and so I'm finally, that's a whole other journey. It makes your body feel weird too. Mm-hmm. And so just, um, yeah, once again, using cannabis to really kind of feel, literally feel myself. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah. You know, figuratively. But um, yeah, so definitely helpful and yeah. still very much on it. That's yeah. awesome. I, one thing I really appreciate about you, Tabor, is how raw you were, especially on social media, Thank about you. your, like, not being okay and yeah, how, like, much in pain you were. Just, like, all of it. And that's one thing Brandon and I love is how, like, when people are raw and, like, authentically themselves and, like, you could tell you were not, like, you were not okay. And I appreciated that so much because I'm like, this is what, not necessarily that I'm obviously not glad that that happened to you, Absolutely. but this is what, like, I want to see, like, I want to see the rough side of it too. Like it's being a, human, you know, just being a human. Yeah. Because I would hard. get on Instagram and I would not see that at all. And I would be, I remember being on this, I was on a, like a free, you know, one hour seminar that Instagram mm-hmm. ads get you. And so, <laughs> and it was about, um, nutrition during pregnancy and everyone on there was like, so excited, all this, you know, happiness, happiness, happiness. And like, cause then it was a good like thousand people mm-hmm. on this forum. And I was like, no, like, I do not feel this way at all. Yeah. Like, I really don't. And then um, I posted and I connected with a few people and that's like, good. Yeah, yeah. And that's important because I feel yeah. like to know that you have that support system of other moms that are go- are in the pits with you and aren't enjoying where, where they're at at all. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just what it is. Yeah. And the reality of it yeah. is important because I feel like then you just feel alone Yeah, because your husband can't relate obviously. Right. And nobody else around you, your friends can't relate. So it's just like you're just you and you're like, nobody really knows how the fuck I'm feeling. Yeah. It sucks. It does. Yeah. That's well, I'm, I love that you did that, Taylor. Okay. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. You. So cool. So, Tabor, I know that you are a research girl. What helped guide you to make like the right decision when it comes to like consuming cannabis, like okay. during um, like this process of like, you know, when you were pregnant, but like also breastfeeding and having like, you know, natural cannabinoids like already in our bodies, but also like in your breast milk. Mm-hmm. So yes, I am going to look this stuff yeah. up so I get all the facts in your street. But, um, so a few accounts for sure on Instagram. Okay. Um, so Cannabis and Parenthood um, yes. by Kira Fay is incredible um she works so hard and posts studies and articles excuse me back up so her studies and that's what i'm gonna um cite here in a minute that she finds are um legitimate i don't know a you know better term Mm -hmm. but yeah you know um truly very thorough thank you yes Mm -hmm. thorough like legitimate studies Mm -hmm. that done in labs and and Mm -hmm. research all that stuff 
Um, so for sure her and then, um, Shanitria with Blunt Blowin' Mama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mama. Yep. Um, she has, a, she has a podcast too uh, with the same name, but she interviews tons of people. She's had, um, doctors and nurses on and, um, advocates in general who know a lot about pregnancy mm-hmm. everything. Um, and then she, I believe pretty soon she has, she hosts seminars um, periodically about breastfeeding cannabis, mm-hmm. pregnancy and cannabis. So if you're um, interested and those are very affordable pricing and, and great. So those two really guided me most. I would say yeah. there's others. Mm-hmm. And if anyone needs to, you know, needs more support, reach out and I'll give you more names. But um, so our, this is random, but sorry to cut you off. Our friend uh, Jordan, she was actually on here before. Um, she sent us this thing the other day, which I thought was really interesting. A mom got her breast milk tested. Did you see that? That was so cool. And it's, yes. And And all like the beautiful cannabinoids they found and stuff in it. Yeah. What? It was so cool. That's Um, so freaking cool. Yeah. And she, yeah, I didn't even know you could do that, but I think she just sent, it was, she's not, you know, technical researcher. She just sent it Yeah, but it's like, why not? Absolutely. So cool. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. So I'll definitely keep you posted if I do. Cause yeah, it's fascinating. Um, okay. So the biggest thing is, and I, um, can't find the exact study off the top of my head for this one, but, um, they've, they have done research and really the only, and please correct me if my terminology, because mm-hmm. I am not as um, studied up as you guys. THCA, is that a canan- can- cannabinoid? Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that was the only, let me think. That was the, that when they broke down the, what was actually found like in a newborn, like very newborn's um, system, that was the only cannabinoid found. So wow. we know that that doesn't, um, affect the brain. Yeah, not at all. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was like super interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was um, a study. I'm going to assume, I shouldn't assume, it might be a, out of Israel because they do a lot of studies. Yeah, yeah. So, Israel does do a yeah, lot of studies yeah, on cannabis. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that might have been one of those. And I, I must not have saved it or I don't know. Anyway, so I always find that interesting. Um, but then again, it sucks because like that's not what CPS is. Yeah, finding. You know I, what know. I mean? Like, I know. They're just finding what they find. <sighs> okay, so. Um, so to us to do the research like we're doing, though. We're yeah, learning, spread growing, the knowledge. Figuring it out. We are. Yeah, yeah we're going to figure it out. We're going to change shit. Okay, so um, mother's milk was tested, and they, like, broke down, once again, exactly what was found. Um, and it says that the breast milk, or sorry, the THC metabolized into human breast milk um, after a mother smoked. 0.1 gram of cannabis containing 23.18% delta 9 tetra. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So that's what was studied or that's what she consumed. And um, then they tested the breast milk. The concentration of about 2.5% of what the mother had taken in. And then, but, and that's what was in the breast milk, but the baby only absorbed maybe one to 5% of that 2.5%. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
tiny yeah, amount right. of what maybe right maybe 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 yeah so um yeah I wow. just find that fascinating yeah and there's so much further then, research right, to, right. to explore and dive into on right. that it's exciting though it is. yeah and fascinating um Shanitria made the point of well my baby's human so they like need the they have the receptors as well, just right. as adults they need do. the cannabinoids. They need the cannabinoids, 100%. just yeah, 100%. like we would. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of like the main research I would say that drove me to feeling confident in yeah. my decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. It's that's nice mm-hmm. to have like those Instagram accounts too. Like social media is a great tool, even yeah. though we mm-hmm. ugh, sometimes it's a pain. When used appropriately, yeah, yeah when exactly. used appropriately, exactly. Right, but to be able to like to connect to other mothers who are doing the research, trying to figure it out, sharing that knowledge, and you having the access to it for free for free. Like that, there's so many resources, people. Like, yeah, really. Use yes. your resources. Yes. So, Tabor, we like to ask everyone this question, but what's a stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Um, Probably that can, using cannabis automatically means that you're a drug lord or something and that you... Yeah. Oh, drug lord Tabor, <laughs> watch saying. out, world. <laughs> yeah, no, really, like... Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just thought it would um, be looked at more respectfully, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's that. good. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> simple and yeah. to the point. Yeah, I, I love, love it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Tabor, I think this wraps up our oh episode gosh, for today. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much for being here and I just love taking you so time. Much. Oh, Tabor, we're we so happy you. that thank you so got happy. to be here. We I love know. You. Thank you for sharing um, your story and like all Thanks the intimate parts. Yeah. We appreciate it. We're I know honored. people listening appreciated it too. Yes. Stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.